All right. So hello and welcome to the RPG Academy podcast Twitch channel. My name is Michael and we're here tonight for another episode, session, whatever, of The Sample Adventures, our new streaming show where we're taking a look at included adventures in, in various games, settings, source books, that kind of thing. Uh, for today, we're taking a look at one of the sample adventures included in the Monster of the Week game. For this game, I'm going to be playing the expert. If you think of Sam Elliott, I can't do the voice, but just imagine everything I say is coming from someone who looks and sounds just like Sam Elliott, then you pretty much know everything you need to know about my character. Uh, joining me tonight to my virtual left is Jerry. Jerry, say hello to everyone. Tell us a little bit about you and your character, please. Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry, uh, Jerry with a J. Tonight, I'll be playing The Wronged as the uh, the playbook. Uh, his name is uh, Willard Dawson. I have in my mind that he kind of looks like uh, Chris Penn or Willard from the 1984 Footloose movie, uh, just maybe a slightly older version of that. He's had a hard life, ran into some werewolves that took out his family, and that's why he's the wronged. Excellent. All right. And then continue on, we have Bob. Bob, say hello, everyone. Tell us a little about your character, please. Hello, I am Bob. I am playing Chad Stewart, the mundane uh, he kind of fell into this on accident on a regular old plumbing call, backed up drain, actually pulled out a goo that started to move around and goo is not supposed to move around. Chad knows this. Chad has seen plenty of goo in his life and ended up on a hunting team just because of that, you know, on accident, showed up with his bud heavy with his big plunger that is ridiculously big and is ready to rock and roll. Excellent. All right, and then rounding out our cast of characters, we have Jack. Hey, everybody, I'm Jack Vinson. I am playing Barry Grayson Mantini, better known as Bagman. And uh, man, this is all connected. Everything is all connected. I was there when it happened, and I'm going to take out these monsters, whatever it takes. I just know that we're going to take it out. We're going to be cool today. Excellent. All right. And our game master for this evening is Case. Uh, just sort of kick, introduce yourself at the game however you want, and then we'll get, we'll get rolling. My name is Case. I'm also known as Jet or Sheriff Jet Sorian at various locations. I GM and play uh, uh, for non-standard action, Twitch stream and podcast. And we're playing Damn Dirty Apes tonight. One of the, the pre-made mysteries in the revised core rulebook for Monster of the Week. And the first step is you've already heard the hunters' names in their playbooks. We need to establish histories or connections between these characters. So, Michael, would you like to start? Look at your playbook's histories and make your choices, one for each one of your fellow hunters. So I have to ask each one one of these questions? You don't necessarily have to ask them. Read the, read the statement, because sometimes it's you make the choice and they have to, they have to respond. Sometimes okay. it is ask them a question. I got you, got you. Okay. So I think it would be interesting if Bob's character, Chad, um, helped me get a singular item that is now part of my haven. I have sort of a workshop slash library slash mystical tome repository. Uh, and I have something there of special significance to me. And Chad makes the most sense to be the person who helped me get it. So Chad, what was that item and how did we get it? Well, you've heard of the golden throne, right? Well... <laughs> That is obviously what we had to go get. It is top-notch, top-of-the-line, golden 
toilet, not porcelain. This is pure gold, baby. We had to go to the ends of the earth to get this thing. And I'll tell you, it was pretty heavy. You know, we we really struggled to get that thing out of there. But you know what? It did not have any moving goo in it. That's all I could ask for. Very important. Excellent. All right. So, Jack, you're playing the bag man. Uh, you came to me for advice, and my advice got you out of trouble. So what was your trouble? How did I help you get out of it? You know, man, I was... Uh... I had, I had done a job and, and the man was out to get me and I came to you because I knew you had some good connections and you were able to, to divert the attention of the man to some other people. And, and I was golden. It was awesome. Fantastic. And then, all right, that leave Jerry, AKA Willard. So would you be okay if you were once my student apprentice, apprentice ward or child? Sure. Works. All right. Do you have a preference for what that would be? I'm a like 60 something year old man. So I definitely could be a father figure depending on how old your character is. How about apprentice? Okay. That would work. So you are my apprentice. So I didn't really give it, but quickly. So my backstory is in the early 1940s, the government created a, a clandestine branch of the government. We're technically a subset of the CIA and we were funded in perpetuity Unfortunately, we were funded at a time where a million dollars was like a lot of money and they never adjusted that for inflation. So over time, we slowly became less and less funded. And now I'm currently the only active member still that they can afford to have on the roster. And you did mention that you have a haven, which is a key feature of the expert. Can you tell us about your haven? Um, So, oh, go ahead. No, and, and feel free. You don't have to feel free to make it mobile. Because for one shots, that can sometimes be very important because, again, the haven is sort of a key feature for the expert. Awesome. Right, Jack, do you have something? Yeah, I have an RV if, if that helps us. Okay. So, yeah, so maybe it wasn't there originally because in my, in my mind, we were actually under like a Chuck E. Cheese. But, again, funding got cut off so low we couldn't afford to keep up the rent. So now it's an abandoned Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, so we have moved it into the RV and it actually helps that a lot of our stuff has been digitized. So all the magical grimoires, they're just like text files, like they're not on the internet, but they're text files. So I can search them that way with, you know, a, a Google or Boolean text string situation. So I've got like an Apple 84 computer, um, not even those mouse, but like a trackball. That sounds like something you would have. And um, I definitely have a, a small armory of weapons. It basically looks like, what you would imagine, like, I'm from rural Kentucky, so I can say this, like a white trash rural Kentucky trailer would have is a lot like throwing stars and samurai swords and uh, M80s on the wall, you know, fireworks type of a thing, but it just happens to be mobile. Excellent. I'm just going to go down the line based on what Zoom's showing me. Uh, Barry, make your history choices. Uh, I probably should have been looking at these while I was listening to Michael, um, or sorry, Everson. Um <laughs> I think, Chad, you're the former plumber, right? Current plumber. Current plumber. <laughs> I still have to pick up the goo. There's goo every day to be cleaned. Excellent. So I think, Chad, you and I have prob- probably knew each other from a long time ago. Maybe we grew up in the same neighborhood. And um, we sort of reconnected through some bizarre sequence of, you know, you were doing a job at Frank's house and I was hanging out with Susie and then Susie's friend, Janie, 
was a, a sister of Frank and I came mm -hmm. over and you were there like, hey, oh man, it's so good to see you. Remember back in the neighborhood and we reconnected and and then maybe I, you know, one of us gave the secret hand signal and like, oh yeah, okay, we're mm. both members of this part, this, this, the uh, Hunter Club and okay, oh, cool, man. Uh, mm -hmm. And so we'll talk to you again. Yeah, see you, bye. Yep. So that's how we know each other. Shirt, shirt above, butt heavy in the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. And definitely um, for me, the the signs have always pointed to me working with, with the man, but not working for the man, man. So I always knew that there was somebody around town and, and it turns out it's Everson that um, I, I, I found him out. I watched him and I discovered that he's the guy that he he's like the solo man, man. So I can work with him. No problem. I won't get into any trouble and, and I'll, I'll be good. Um, and maybe that's the, that's the connection we made about getting the man off my back. The other man, the other man, the man, man, man. Exactly. And let's see for Williard. Um, let's see. Williard, how's your uh, cryptozoology uh, background? Zero. Zero. Okay. So we don't know each other that way. Um, <laughs> I, I think we were probably in a, uh, a previous hunt together and uh and, and we we kind of we worked together i don't know how you dealt with uh the bag man but uh i did my job you did your job we know each other works for me yeah i'm of the aggressive type usually yeah i let you do that <laughs> <laughs> all right uh next willard everson um uh respect your hard-earned knowledge and often come to you for advice. Okay. And when I give Very... that advice, I sound like Sam Elliott. <laughs> Always Sam Elliott. So Barry, um, I'm kind of on a quest to take out uh, werewolves whenever I come across them. You helped me at a critical point in my quest for revenge. Uh, how did you help me with that? Well, you know, werewolves, they're, they're all around us, man. And uh, I was able to to do some pinpointing on the on the yarn and uh, pin board. And we were able to triangulate and find exactly where that hive of, of villainy and, and werewolves were. And you were able to take them out. All right, right on. So Chad, you saw me absolutely lose it and go berserk. I was uh, fighting a uh, this one particular werewolf. How much uh, collateral damage did I cause? I mean, you tore that poor old lady Susan's outhouse to shreds. I mean, that that took a little... Outhouses are not cheap to build. People think that they're cheap to build. They are not cheap, if, especially out in the country in the sticks. Oh, you got to haul lumber out there. You have to get the really nice hole dug at least six feet deep, maybe sometimes even larger, especially for, you know, Susan specifically. Yeah, you, you tore that outhouse to shreds. Now, it could have been the werewolf. I'm not going to lie, it could have been the werewolf, but... I'm thinking you probably had a little bit to do with that damage. All right. Excellent. All right. Chad. Barry, I think yours is pretty easy. We kind of already made that connection that we, good friends way, way back, you know, we had Bud Heavies before we were, you know, of legal age underneath the uh, stadium stands and all that. So I think that's a really good way to tie us together. We're just good old buddies. I think for ever sin i think you might be my hero you know i was not a typical hunter you know but you kind of 
I feel like you probably brought me in a little bit, maybe showed me a little bit of the monster hunting ways. And you're somebody that I would aspire to be when it comes to monster hunting specifically. I didn't dig it. Of course, be- because of the outhouse accident. <laughs> just because, no, no other reason, just because of the outhouse accident, I got to be a little bit suspicious of Willard. Just a little bit. You know, the, the anger and maybe the aggression uh, throws me off a little bit. I trust you. Just suspicious. Excellent. All righty. One thing I forgot to ask, the default assumption in Monster of the Week is that everyone has access to the move use magic it is tied to your weird stat there are five stats or ratings there is charm cool sharp tough and weird i kept this to the core rulebook as much as possible but the one thing that i added from tome of mysteries is alternate weird moves to make the characters a little bit more diverse what were what's the alternate weird move that each one of you chose michael all right hold on didn't know there'd be a pop quiz i'm not prepared so Barry took em, em, Barry took empath. There we go. Which is a, a, a weird move that lets me um, seek the emotions of others. Sure. Has anyone else made their choice? I think for Willard, I'll go with uh, trust your gut. Sure. That's. I mean, they're all great, but yeah, that's a good one. It's also great when that one goes wrong, horrendously wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be a problem if two of us had the same one, because I think that's also the one that probably ever some would lean on trust your gut Uh, it wouldn't be the end of the world because monster of the week is also one of those games where i heavily encourage players to split up okay (laughs) yeah i think that makes the most sense for me mince for me as well and i totally had done that beforehand i did not just look it up it's fine of course i'm definitely not looking up any of these why would i be doing that uh i think for chad we'll probably take past lives sure that's always a great one too All right, so we've got alternate weird moves. We've got histories. We know our playbooks, and we've got the Haven Divine specifically for the group. We're going to go to a small town. This is Bully, Utah. We're on a university, Schaffner University. This university has, at the very least, an engineering school, a medical school, and a liberal arts school. And there's recently been a string of burglaries culminating in the death of a security guard. This has probably come across your radar, Everson, I imagine. The thing that's unusual about the security guard's death, uh, I mean, beyond it being, you know, just took it to it, it took it up to 11, was was the security guard was literally torn to pieces. All of these thefts have occurred on or around campus, usually in, uh, you know, the various, just various campus buildings. And again, one security guard torn to pieces in the process as of yesterday. Uh, I think the group is probably not too far away, maybe driving around in the RV, or maybe you need to do the call out and get everyone involved. What would Everson do? Make some choices here, Michael. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure. I mean, torn to pieces, my my first instinct is that this could be werewolf related and if anybody i know could help me here it's willard so he's going to be the first call i make um so willard where where would i normally find you do we have like do i put like a candle in my window do i put an x somewhere do i text you like how does willard get notified that there's werewolf activity going down i have a pager 
and I'm out, out at a shooting range when I get the the pager, and uh, I see werewolves on it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> so anyone Just, who sees it's going to think this is like code, like it's werewolves is like meth or something. But you know, werewolves is werewolves, right? Like I figured Chad's just working. He's doing the, you know, the nine to five. He's going out on jobs. So um, I'll just put in a request. Like I'm, you probably have a contact form on your website, you know, Chad's plumbing. What, what's our code for a big job? Like and we need the industrial sized, the, I don't want to say plunger, but like, is there. <laughs> main, main line is backed up. Bring the big plunger. All right. So you get that code message through there. And I figured Jack's just hanging out in the RV with me. I mean, basically, we live together. We're roommates at this point, so nice. he's just there. That's that's great. I, I love that you're roommates. Uh. So, so I've got Connect the Dots, which is at the beginning of a mystery. Yes. I can roll plus weird and uh, see if I can... Sure. Uh, I don't think any, on. I don't think any of the others have beginning of mystery moves, but yes, you do. You have connect the dots. So you roll 2d6 for people that are not familiar with monster of the week. You roll 2d6 for any of your dice rolls. And like uh, Jack said, you, he's adding his weird rating and there's a scale of success. If it fell on the floor, do I get to re-roll it? <laughs> it depends I'm on what with the numbers. Re- I'm fine it's with you re-rolling roll. it. I'm fine with you re-rolling it. I mean, terrible rolls could be great because another aspect of Monster of the Week is it rewards you for failure. Every time you roll a six or less, you mark experience. When you get five experience, you level up immediately and in the moment. Yeah, so I rolled a total of five, which I guess I get means I get to mark experience. Yeah, so I'm hearing, I'm overhearing this stuff from, from Everson and I'm starting to connect the dots like, oh man, it's probably going on at the, at the, at the, the Jack in the box and, and oh, it's over there. And I have no idea what's going on. Yep. You just, you're just drawing useless conclusions because this is one of the few moves that does not have a misconnect, miscondition punishing you for failure beyond but, just failure. I do mark an experience. You do mark an experience, yes. You're just wrong, but you won't be able to be convinced that you're wrong because you just yeah. you know you put it together. So obviously the evidence is wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, so come, you feel free to come up with just a wild theory that's completely wrong. It's fine. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's clearly it's clearly the the it's clearly the the Bigfoot. He's come over the mountains into Utah and is starting to starting to steal stuff so he can set up his new camp and bring his family over. And he happened to run across the security guard and he had to tear him apart, man. Perfect. Perfect. You know, he's Do never steered you... me wrong, Yeti. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's a good uh... one. Do all of you show meet up and travel together in the RV or are you guys just basically sending out coordinates and just arriving at the university? I imagine. Jack can't leave a uh, good old Susan behind. So Susan, the plumbing van has to ride along, whether it's following the RV or meeting them there. You have an apprentice who's, who's a, like a plumber apprentice, but is also mm-hmm. a, basically a hunter apprentice by proxy. Yeah. By proxy. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't know that uh, monsters exist yet. He thinks that he's a uh, he thinks he's actually being a plumbing apprentice, but he's actually being a monster hunter apprentice. So you know some of the calls that we go out on are actually monster calls, and he just doesn't know it. Nice. <laughs> and you know it's your character, Jerry. But I just imagine Willard showing up on a motorcycle of some sort. 
I was actually thinking a van, like uh, I meet you at a, a parking ride for the RV, park my, uh, my van there, and then I, I join you in the RV. Perfect. How's that? that works. Sure, sure. So you, so so Chad shows up just in their van, crossing probably state lines to just <laughs> do a plumbing job, at least according to you know their their uh, their their apprentice, and everyone else shows up in this. I'm just imagining this really old thinking. Uh, Spaceballs type Winnebago. Yep. Yeah, it's that, it's definitely not an Airstream. That's that's too that's too high class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do you want to do? You know that a series of uh, burglaries have occurred. You know that probably two days ago at this point, because I imagine it was a bit of a hike, someone was killed and torn to pieces, and you think that there's a monster involved. What do you do? This is a very narrative-driven system. So I think uh, step one would be to go to the coroner and try to either get their report or inspect the body ourselves. And I'll just, you know, dress up in the suit, wave a badge that's very nondescript and play off as like FBI or something and get in and inspect the body. Can't help but picture Sam Elliott from Parks and Rec. But now, like, now you say he's in a suit, but I still picture him wearing sandals. <laughs> They're just comfortable, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you want to go and find a coroner. Uh, yes, you can find the coroner's office. That is that is fine. I'm not going to make any sort of role for that. You can just Google that. Some One of you can. I don't know if you can on your old I computer. Can't. I have a, I have a <laughs> not even a Blackberry, I have a Palm Pilot. Nice. Mm. Nice, nice, nice. I think Chad's probably the only one who has most of the technology. You know, I used my, my pops, uh, Chad number three, uh, always went on pen and paper, but you know, my, my arthritis kicked in really, really early. So I need, I need that tablet right away. It's talked text on a tablet oh. lifesaver. Uh, when I'm talking about the goo that came out of that person's drain. Who we do I get to have a good old time with that talk to text. <laughs> um, so Everson seems to be spearheading, going to talk to a coroner. Is anyone else going with Everson or is anyone else splitting off to do something else? At this point, I can't can't think of what else Barry would be doing. So maybe he'll tag along with uh, with Everson. Sure, sure. Man, this would be a cool experience. <laughs> Willard and Chad. I think there's like a there's probably a Ferguson plumbing supply in town. I think I want to potentially use one of my moves and uh, called Oops, where I get to potentially stumble across something important. Cool. Uh, it's up to you as the keeper. Doesn't necessarily have to be anything that's related to the immediate problem or what we're trying to solve but i think you know i gotta pick up a couple p traps with my uh my apprentice here i think i'm gonna head over to ferguson really quick to to pick up a few things what i think it is is i'm gonna flip this move a little bit Mm -hmm. is you don't find what you're looking for the hardware store is just bare of anything metal it's been Mm -hmm. like i think that it's either been if you talk to the if you talk to the person, either they've been bought out or stuff's just been going missing. <laughs> oh, that's str- your your uh, your black iron's been going missing, man. That's this. You have any like PVC, like plastic? They got anything like that? They've just got little tiny odds and ends stuff that's like just no one uses. Not even a flapper, man. You're really struggling out here. Hopefully, your plumbers don't need anything anytime soon. Who we? Sure, uh, Willard. What were you going to do? I will get to you, Everson. I apologize. That's no, going to no, be a no little worries. bit more involved. 
So I would uh, approach uh, Chance. I, um, I'm going to try to do my a Southern accent for my character here. So, uh, Chad, you know, there's those thefts there uh, on the campus. Uh, since you're a plumber, uh, I could be your plumber's helper. Maybe we could uh, go on the uh, on the download that we're checking out some uh, some plumbing that we're doing some work for the university. And while we're there, we could talk to the, the co-eds about uh, these thefts and find out what we can find out. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great idea. You know, those college campuses, they always have toilet paper, actual papers, you know, instead of dog ate my homework, my my homework actually went down the toilet, you know what I mean? So I think, yeah, we could we could probably fly with that. We can get going with that. All right, son, let's saddle up. Sure. Um, we will get back to that action, and we're going to jump over to Everson and Barry as they pull the RV up in front of the local coroner's office that's probably either attached to or just a little like semi-detached from the local police precinct. This isn't a huge town. It is a college town, but in the summer, the population of the entire town just plummets. <laughs> Everson, it's a, it's a small, neat building. It's, it's an older building that's been renovated to look a lot more modern. If you go inside, it's very obvious, the, the, the coroner's office, the morgue, it's very clinical, very clean. And there's just a very disinterested person sitting at the desk, probably playing some sort of video game on their work computer that they shouldn't be doing. All right. So I'll, you know, come in, <clears throat> type on the, the desk there, flash the badge, but not quick or, you know, quick enough. They can't actually see what it is. It's my understanding that there's been a body that you've, uh, been processing in here. I need to get a look at that, please. But I sound like Sam Elliott. Sure. I think they're just going to stare at you and just, I don't think there's someone that cares about their job a lot. And you did flash a badge. I'm not going to just give it to you. What I'm, what I am going to ask for you to do is roll to manipulate someone. Roll to we're manipulate. Just, yes. What that is, is that <laughs> that allows you to bend people's minds to your will, depending on your dice rolls. <laughs> no, that's really bad. That's terrible. I did. I did really bad. Did you do six minus? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on a miss, your approach is completely wrong and you offend or anger the target. And I think they just look at you and they blink slowly and one hand goes under the desk. And I feel like you just very faintly hear the click of a button being pushed. Now, is it a sir or a lady, a madam? Like It's just a, it's a, it's a young woman. All right. Now, miss. I understand that you may be a little bit confused about what's happened here. I understand, but I'm a, in, a, in a bit hurry here. I'm an official. I'm going to flash my badge again, even faster. And I really need to see what's going on here because I think there might be a, a, a possibility of an epidemic outbreak here. And this is just the first symptom. Uh, and, I, and she's looking at you again, not really saying much. And I think she calmly reaches down, grabs her mouse, does a couple of clicks. And she's like, one moment, please. And she walks in the back, and then you just hear the deadbolt close. Oh, no. <laughs> and you hear the doors open behind you, and there's a couple officers walking inside. Because she pushed. I am just decided that she had a silent alarm. I'm <laughs> glad somebody here that can actually help me. I hope you, uh, you officers will be able to help me out. I need to get a look at that body that was brought in, was processed, the attack on the campus. Sir, you need to, you need to move along. <laughs> I don't think you understand. I am an official agent of the United States government. You, you, you need to move along, and you better put that away before we decide to uh, charge you with impersonating an officer. Hmm. 
can I uh, can I try to be often overlooked and uh, I'll I'll leave with Everson, but then walk around the back if I can be uh, overlooked. Sure, you can you can blend into the background here. Uh, often overlooked, if I remember, is you act real weird and people just kind of disregard you. Oh, I have to you. act really crazy. Oh, if I remember correctly, yeah, the, yeah, the word, yeah, yeah. The yeah. So that, I don't think that fits with what I was thinking. I, I was thinking more of like a sneaky thing. Um, I have to go nuts first. If you do want to just kind of blend into the background and maybe just have them forget you, yeah, act under pressure. <laughs> act under pressure. Excellent. Which is cool. Uh, I guess seven. You get a seven. So that is a mixed success on act under pressure. And what that means is I have to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. I think so. A seven to nine is a success. Worse outcome doesn't mean I can't, I, I can stop you from doing this. So you do get to sort of blend into the background or be ignored. But is there anything that you carry on your person that you value or. Anything like that? Yeah. So when I was writing the story, I said I have a machete. Uh, do I? Did I carry? I probably. It doesn't make sense to have carried it into the corners. Maybe I did by mistake. I don't know. Uh, so I think what it, what happens is is as in the process of sort of blending in, you maybe absentmindedly set the machete down kind of close to Everson, and you kind of disappear from their sight. And now the cops notice the machete as they're talking to Everson. So they pull their guns. Nice. <laughs> Sir, you need to put your hands on your head. I think it's time to read a bad situation. <laughs> I want to know how, like how bad I am into this before I make my next move. Sure. Yeah. That, that is applicable. <laughs> okay. Much. So, okay. My first roll, I rolled two ones. Like that's about as bad as you can do. Right. And the second <laughs> roll, I get two sixes. That's about nice. as good as you can do. So yes, I did. I knocked that one out of the park. Plus two. So that's a 14. Nice. So read a bad situation on a 10 plus uh, because you don't have advanced moves yet where 12 mat or where 12 would matter. 10 plus you hold three. Uh, you can spend those hold to ask the following questions. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? If you act on these answers, you get plus one ongoing while the information is relevant. Plus one ongoing means for all dice rolls involving dealing with this situation, you get to add plus one on top of anything you normally add. Gotcha. Uh, a plus one forward would be the next dice roll you make. You use that plus one and then it goes away. But ongoing just keeps happening. Okay. Well, I want to start with, um, are there any dangers I haven't noticed yet? No, the dangers are the cops right now. <laughs> All right, fair, fair enough. I just want to make sure. And then my second one would be, what's my best way out? That's real tough because you came in here after, after the person triggered an alarm and now they see a potentially deadly weapon and they think belongs to you. I think your best way out is maybe you could try to talk your way out and just leave, but that could also blow up in your face. <laughs> All right. So I think I'm going to go full Karen. And essentially, I, I'm just going to make an outrageous scene. I want to speak to their manager. I've never been treated this way before. And I'm going to make it very clear my hands are in front of me. So I'm not reaching for any weapons, but I'm going to walk towards, I'm going to walk towards them. And then I'm going to try to bolt through them and go out the other side. I, I realize that, that Barry's still in here. And I've noticed that he's sort of like 
dimmed himself into, into the, the corner. Woodwork. So I hope he understands that I'm trying to give him time <clears throat> to check out the body. And I'm going to try to lead these two, you know, Roscoe Pico trained looking fools out of here. So what I think that would be, would be act under pressure to get nope. out of there and not get shot or arrested. Uh, and don't forget you have a plus one ongoing. Okay. All right. So I've rolled two ones, two sixes. What's this threes and a four? Is that how that should average out now? Should. Yeah. Uh, nope. Did better than that. That is a 11 total. 11 total. So you do it. Um, I think the exact wording for a 10 plus is you just do what you set out to do. You managed right. to get out of there without being shot. And I think you kind of wanted to keep their attention, right? Yeah. So I almost, uh, in my head, I, I'm walking towards them with my hands raised. I'm still going full Karen, but again, always imagine Sam Elliott. Cause that just makes it even funnier. I'm going to turn around. Like I'm going to let them handcuff me, but when they go to put the handcuffs on, I'm going to do like that Jason Bourne thing where they then handcuff each other. Uh, so one guy's <laughs> handcuffed the other, and now I'm going to run and they're going to chase after me handcuffed together. Sure. That definitely happens. Barry, you're all alone in the lobby. There is a locked door to the back. There is a, a youngish woman looking through some chicken wire glass and you have a machete that's still left on the desk. Right. I'm going to leave the machete there. I think, I think what Barry wants to do is he wants to try to connect with this, uh, with this young woman through the glass and he, and he kind of comes up and he's like, Hey man, how you doing? Can you let me back there? That guy is such a jerk oh can, can, can i come in and, and check it out it, it was really cool I, is there some kind of use magic that i can do that uh would influence her uh well your weird move that you kept was empathy i believe or yes. empath empath uh you do you want to try and do empath on her and try and figure out what she's feeling or are you just going to try and convince her to... um yeah let's do a little bit more empath why not all right. Uh, that is another seven. Another seven. Uh, empath on a seven to nine. A hazy impression of their current emotional state and intentions. Uh, their intentions are to keep you away from them. <laughs> yeah. And they're slightly alarmed, but they're not really scared. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. You know what? Barry's going to... It's okay, man. He he's gonna be gone. I'll just I'll just sit here and uh and, and wait until till you cool down and, and, and we'll be all set. So I'm just gonna sit down in her chair and uh and kind of chill. You are sitting at her chair in front of her computer. Her computer is on its lock screen. Do with that information what you will. We're gonna jump over to Willard and Chad right now. Willard and Chad, you wanted to go talk to college students and find out more information about the burglaries and thefts, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know, the guys of plumbing, I think. Yep, I have um, a, uh, <laughs> I think I have one P-trap in my van. Those things are very hard to find, apparently. P-trap is like a plastic PVC thing that looks like a, a P or a J, depending on how you look at it. So I'm carrying a P-trap in one hand. I'm carrying my giant plunger in the other hand. I've got my tool belt strapped across the front. It's like, all right, where's the backup up in here? I'm just like in the middle of campus. Just saying that. Nice. Uh, I think there you're is. Like you're on the quad. Yeah, the quad. Yeah. I'm in the quad. You're, you're on the quad and the students are just parting around you like a, like a, like a rock in the, in the ocean. Uh, there, this is a large quad. It's the center of the campus. And it, it is filled with students uh, along the edges. 
there are two cafes, there is a library, and then there's the main administration building. And I think the students are kind of staying away from you, Chad. Willard, what are you doing? <laughs> Willard's uh, trailing behind, carrying some uh, additional plumbing uh, tools, uh, just trying to blend in as a plumber's apprentice. Sure. He has the snake. He has the drain snake. Nice, 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 nice. So again, I think you're kind of scaring students away, but you do have you do see the main admin building not too far away. All right, we're going to the admin building then. All right. Sounds you, like a plan. You go inside there again, there's just it's a desk worker that looks very put upon, probably a middle-aged individual probably i'm going to just guess male thick rimmed black glasses not too dissimilar from michael's and they just they don't look like they they don't look like they're doing what they love (laughs) (laughs) and they look at you and they're like what is there a problem yeah i was told that uh your main drain was blocked you know if you don't get those fixed, you know what happens with the main drain? All the water starts to congregate into the main drain. And then if there's toilet paper or papers or God knows what those 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 people are those college students are putting into your toilets, it could cause a big old backup. Sometimes it can even explode. I don't know if you know what that means, but that means goo all over this campus. Yeah, you don't want the goo. No, that goo is not good. That goo is not, it's, it's smelly, it's gross, it sticks to everything. If you try to wash that in the washer, hoo-wee, you better find a new washer because that stuff ain't coming out. Uh, I think they, they pale slightly at the talk of all of the goo and they're going to just, they're just going to say, I don't, I don't know anything about that. I've not heard any reports. Uh, I could try and get my boss on the line like what what do you need from me like i think your boss would be great your boss probably knows what's going on right you know who who, think, who puts but, in the toilet backup request where's your pay where's there has to be a paper trail there's a paper trail somewhere you're a university i know you have documents uh and i i think what occurs is you get passed to their boss their boss shuffles you sideways who then shuffles you diagonal who then shuffles you down and then another diagonal and eventually you talk to someone uh and like probably a custodian like a custodial department head and they're probably in a a basement office i imagine i keep thinking of like Mm -hmm. scrubs yep absolutely Whereas like a storeroom converted into an office with odds and ends for furniture. The floor and walls aren't fully finished. Like there's still like, there's no drywall on some of the rooms. Like it's just the planking behind it. Yeah. Um, it's like, so I heard you had a, a backup on the main line. Um, you know, anything else weird going on too that you, you can think of while we're here, you know, obviously the main line's top priority. We'll get that done right away, but you know, is there is there anything else going on? Uh, well, I'm not seeing anything in the system, and they're click click clacking away on an older computer. I'm not seeing anything in the system about uh, uh, the main line, but we've been getting just like pressure fluctuations reported from the various dorms. That's, I mean, as far as plumbing goes, that's the only weird thing that we've had happening. Uh, you know, 
other than other you know other than the big thing that happened the other day you know that poor security guard yeah yeah and you know we we're out of towners you know when you when you're calling chad's plumbing you know there's a big deal going on so you know we're from out of town so you know is there what actually happened like do you know what did you know the security guard did you see anything you know i mean yeah i i knew him he he was a good guy you know we work rotating shifts so no one's stuck just doing nothing but night shift um chris was a good guy he was just work he was working night shift security taking some courses here during the day he was trying to get his associates trying to better himself and it's just it's such a crying shame no one expected this like we 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 have had that recent spate of burglaries but no one got hurt no one saw anything the cameras didn't even pick up anything mm, that's strange and the cameras stayed on there wasn't a you know them flux i know how technology works you know right and, you know the the fluttering and the flipping and the doodads you know no no one no one noticed anything mm. sir was there any howling during all this uh last few days <laughs> I just feel like Willard is like standing over Chad's shoulder. And like, they just, lo- like they just look over. at you. They just look at you like, no, no howling. Are you sure? Something like, oh, something like that. I think they very deliberately look away from you back to Chad. So again, I haven't seen any reports about the main lot, but I guess I could escort you down into maybe into the tunnels. Uh, we've got some steam tunnels. Most of the plumbing is, you know, it's a lot, a lot of it's routed down through there. Mm-hmm. Give us ease of access. And I yeah, think and if that the pressure, if the pressure is down, it's definitely in the steam tunnels. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that they, they stand up and they, they clip a key ring to their belt, you know, it's one of those key backs, but it's got like 50 keys mm-hmm. and they lead you out of their office. And I think we're going to cut back. To Barry, we'll get to you, Everson. I'm sorry. You're currently running from cops. Yeah. <laughs> I have a great way when Barry's done. Just let me know. Sure. All right. So, so Barry sits down in this chair. He's looking around, kind of waves at, at uh, Ava through the window. I decided her name was Ava. That's great. Like, oh, World oh, building. Look at this. Your computer. <laughs> ah, lock screen. Ah, I know. I know what your password is. He does the mental connection. He's looking at the computer, not at her. I've got the mental connection. I know what the password is. Uh, let me see. Ah, yes. Here it is. Password, one, two, three. So act under pressure, I think, is what's going to happen here. Excellent. You're hacking the system. Uh, seven, eight. Uh, so I think what it is, is you have you have done it but you've probably triggered some sort of cybersecurity alarm <laughs> so you have just a few moments before you should vacate the premises because you have drawn some attention and it's probably going to get locked up pretty soon right so i'm going to close the game that she was playing and see if there's an obvious file about the recent death of what? uh of a, the bodyguard from campus Sure. What it, what there is, is there's just a database and you seem like the sort that would know your way around a database. So you could probably type in some 
some keywords. I mean, you did have that long drive. Security uh, you probably, guard, yeah. University of what you call it campus. Yeah. Uh, and you, you, you can pull up the information on Chris Lamb, the security guard. They were pulled limb from limb. Their arms were literally ripped from their sockets. Their legs were ripped from their sockets. And I think that's, I mean, it was just blood loss and shock that did the men. Okay. And they found, and you'll, and you'll, there's like a little tiny note in the file that they, they found some, some hair on the body that's been sent out for testing. Holy shit. Chewbacca did it. <laughs> I told you it was Yeti, man. It was big. Play. All right. So he kind of figures out that something's going on. He's like, all right, well, I guess I should shut this down to he puts it back into sleep mode and then uh, bye Ava and, and heads out the door. And she's just staring at you just real wide eyed as you guessed her password. And she's like, oh, no, I'm in trouble because uh, <laughs> she didn't see you do anything complicated. She just saw you. Uh-huh. Uh, Michael, you're running from the cops. What's your idea? So I, just, I love the idea that Everson is like the coolest dude, right? Like that's my my persona is I'm like the professional that I always want to. The, everything I do that's cool is always off screen. So when Barry comes out, all you see is me closing the trunk on a cop car and clearly the two officers are inside. I just throw the keys over my shoulder with no explanation how we got there and we will never yeah. find out. That's a hundred percent what happened. That's great. I love that. Awesome. <laughs> all right. So what'd you find out, Barry? Uh, not a whole lot. The, that, that poor girl, she was a little spooked by, uh, by the cops and our, uh, our presence or something. But uh, you know, that, that dude was uh it was a bad scene. The report that you got, he was torn limb from limb, drawn in quarter or something, man. But they did find some hair. I think it was the Bigfoot. There's hair on that body that they've sent out for uh, for further testing to figure out what it was. But uh, maybe we can come back and check it out. What do you think? I mean, werewolves are known to like chew the limbs off people, but not rip them off. So we're probably exactly. not dealing with werewolves. Strong, I'm like sure Willard will be upset to hear that. Yeah, it had to be strong, man, like a Bigfoot. Hey, you know, you know, I think we should get in the RV and, and get out of here before your friends uh, get back out of their car. You know, yeah, you know, they can just a good open idea. up the backs. You know, technically, um, no one's seen a Bigfoot in the U.S. since 1963, but, uh, you know, maybe. Former, you, you know the, former the, director of your organization was a Bigfoot. <laughs> yes. You know, Everson, that the, the cars these days, they could just push the back seat down and, and get out, right? Well, that's hard when both your hands are cuffed together and to your ankles. Oh, oh all right, but let, let's get out of here, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So yeah, we'll get in the RV. We'll start making our way over. I'll use the pager to send Willard a, a message. It's like avocado and he knows that it means <laughs> we've got what we need. We're on our way to you. Yeah, uh, and the, the the Winnebago drives and like it does kind of like a, almost like a star wipe type thing, yeah. you know? <laughs> transition to nice. walking through the steam tunnels um, oh, like the the uh the exhaust like that's what yeah and then the exhaust the blue tunnel. exhaust yeah and then it and then it thins and it you're now in the steam tunnels beautiful thanks for listening to the rpg academy podcast we do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors welcoming more people into this community All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize. But there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. 
If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.